Well, let's see if we can still do this. Good evening. Well, you know. <laughs> Good morning, my friend. Look, see, already I've talked over you. That's I've ruined it. We're, we're, That's we're it. Just, we're getting, Fail. Uh, just stop, stop podcasting with me right this instant. Done. <laughs> fuck. That's funny. <laughs> Well, you know, we just uh, we <clears throat> we just got to get back into the groove of of, uh, of doing these, which I, I I'm glad that we 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 figured out that we're able to do these weekly because uh, it's amazing that for over three years we did these pretty much every week, we being did, yeah. on opposite sides of uh, of the planet, which meant opposite times of the day. So yes, here we are, here we are. Um. And apparently, I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna make use of the mute button while we talk at various points because I have breakfast that I'm gonna eat. Um, What's for but, breakfast today, Daryl? So today we have peanut butter toast and a banana, which is probably what you're gonna see me eating um, every every time that we record because I I absolutely have my habits and my things, and I start my day with a piece of toast with slathered in super crunchy peanut butter. And a banana. So there's that. Well, it sounds balanced. <laughs> um, potassium. Yes. Yes. Question I have for you. So I, I'm drinking out of my uh, Starbucks Been There series. Do you guys have the Been There mugs? Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. See, like. We do. Do you want me to send you one? Uh, no. no. <laughs> so that, that actually leads to, to something that I find really funny. You can buy these online. Which defeats oh. the entire. It defeats the purpose of the entire yeah, thing. It does. Like, it, it does. I um, the last time I bought one, I've never bought one for myself. I mm -hmm. the last time I bought one was I was in Europe last year, mm -hmm. and my best friend's daughter, who is pretty much my niece, is just as obsessed with Starbucks as I am. And she's never been to London. She lives like two hours outside of London. And so I bought her one in London as we were leaving so that I could give it to her when we went to their place. And I nearly bought myself one in Doha, in Qatar. <laughs> I was like, I don't have any room in my carry-on, but that's one that I feel like nobody really has. <laughs> nobody I... has the been there to Qatar. <laughs> you you need well, and if they're making one to Qatar, then they pretty much have one everywhere. They probably do have one for for every place that they are on the planet. Yeah. Um, but see, here's the thing: if you start buying them for yourself, you'll start collecting them, and that's that's exactly what Heather and I do. We collect these things. So, I think I want to. I think it would be a good thing to start. See, my problem is is that I now live in Melbourne and. Uh, for people who live in Australia, mm. Melbourne is known for thinking it's better than everybody else and also uh, for superior coffee and amazing restaurants, both of which are true. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, because Melbourne is so great at coffee, in fact, it's one of the best places in the world for coffee, uh -huh. uh, they view Starbucks as dessert and dessert only. <laughs> so you can't actually openly say... I want to go to Starbucks because people just look at you and go, oh, honey, please. Um, and there's probably only three or four of them in the whole of Melbourne. There's at least three times that in Sydney. Yeah. And one that was about 45 minutes from my house. So that was worth the drive. But uh, every now and then I convince my partner that we really need to go to one particular shopping center because there's a Starbucks there. 
How far is that shopping center from where you guys are? Not too bad. Probably about half an hour, 40 minutes. But it's it's a shopping center that the only thing that they have there is Mecca, which is a, which is Australia's version of Sephora. Okay. Um, so basically it just means that I'm going to buy makeup and coffee, you know, which is a good rage day, really. That, that so. sounds, <laughs> yeah, that, no, that, that sounds like, that sounds like your speed and it's, it's, so when, when you say, you say in Sydney, there's twice as many. Starbucks oh, at least three times still, as many. Yeah. But, but you're still saying, I mean, you still have to drive to get there, which if you live in the suburban U S or on well, any environment in the U.S., unless mm. it's really spread out, they're all over. Like I can yeah. walk to Starbucks. That's that's the crazy thing. I I remember in Iowa there wasn't a lot in Cedar Rapids, but there was at <laughs> least at least you know five five Starbucks in the one city, and I was like, oh, this was amazing. Yeah, a lot of corn in Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that was. <laughs> Well, and I think, I mean, when you talk about Australia, I mean, things are very well spread out, right? Yeah, we are very vast. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is completely different because I, I think what you probably noticed when you were here is it's just like, it, it looks very similar from place yeah. to place, doesn't matter where you're located. Well, it did amaze me that um, in the amount of time that it took to drive sort of from Iowa to Kentucky, you, you would only get halfway across one state in Australia for that. I think people underestimate how big our country is. It just happens to be that a lot of our country is not really fit for living in. So <laughs> really pretty drive. You don't want to get stuck out there. But it's, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's quite vast. And um, so I think it, it works out that we're almost exactly the same size as America. You guys are highly more populated. Right. But we're almost the same size. Yeah, you have all those death traps over there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You See, you've got to be brave. You've got to be brave. I don't know I, that um, I, I'm not Australian brave, Rach. I, I don't know that. <laughs> you could you could you could be Melbourne brave. I could make you Melbourne brave. I um it's very different. And what I love about Australia is that every part of it is quite different in terms of uh weather, which I didn't I kind of didn't realize because I'd always lived oh. in Sydney, and Sydney is very humid, very uh, like borderline tropical, right? And then you have Queensland, which is uh, we have good friends in Queensland, you and I. Um, uh, too humid. I, I would get nothing done. I would want to just lay in the pool all day. Um, and it just gets hotter the further up the country as you go. But living in Melbourne, I I actually get seasons in Melbourne. In Sydney, you don't. You get hot and you get less hot. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I didn't, I didn't realize how much I had adapted to the Melbourne version of cold. I was in Sydney in August, which is technically still winter. And I went to watch my niece play a netball game, which you know, <laughs> is about as close to uh, cult culture as you'll ever find me get. And um, everybody's there wearing these big puffer jackets and everything. And I'm sat there wearing a T-shirt and no jumper. No sweater, no nothing. Yeah, yeah. And um, everyone's sort of looking at me, and I'm just like, "The sun's out. It's really nice." Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like I'm just taking this in. It's not. Well, and it's it's really fascinating because, um, I love that you get to experience the seasons. Um, yeah. And so a, a couple of I guess <clears throat> housekeeping notes that we have to say. One, um, 
hello, Nick and Michelle. You're probably listening. We love you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, and I and I love because you introduced me to Nick, um, which then he's a good you, human. Oh, he's, he's wonderful. And of course, once you, what, what I really, what I really enjoy about them is like, they do everything together. A- yeah. Every, they're a team. They're a proper together. team. I, yeah. Um, so that's one thing. And two, for any, any of the um, American, North American folks that listen to the podcast for the first time, I'm going to put the disclaimer out now. When we talk about times of the year, again, we mentioned earlier, opposite side of the world, opposite weather patterns. So yes. Um, yeah. So that, that might be, that's, that's just some notes for all the things that we're about to talk about or that we do talk about. Uh, and I do want to call out right now that I'm drinking Starbucks gingerbread coffee. So there you go. Oh, I, I got to tell you, my friend, I had one the other day. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great. I got to be honest. It wasn't no. good. Was it, what was wrong with it? It just was, I don't know. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to. I think that's the problem. Mm. I think I hyped it too much. I did get a pumpkin spice latte uh, during pumpkin spice season, and that was amazing. That was so worth it. I tried. Um, so I live in this. I live in this gorgeous part of uh, Victoria. So Melbourne is in Victoria. Melbourne is the capital of Victoria. Mm-hmm. I live in this gorgeous part of Victoria, which is uh, very, very community based and um, has these tiny little towns and. These tiny little towns had all these big Halloween events, which was fantastic because my partner has uh, two awesome humans. I have two bonus humans. Yep. And um, and one of the cafes was like, we're doing pumpkin spice lattes. And I was so excited because it meant that there was pumpkin spice lattes five minutes from my door. And yeah. It's not the same. It's mm. not. Yeah. You know? I think I, I think America is really great at some things and not so great at some things, but what they are really good at is pumpkin spice lattes. I'm is not going to diss that. Is it the ratio of the spice to the sweetness? Because I mean, the thing, and you call it wasn't spice. sweet at all. There was no sweetness in it. Okay. And I think that's kind of what I like about a pumpkin spice latte is that it's this perfect blend of creamy and sweet. You don't need to add anything to it. Yeah. It's just delicious. It has been. Um, and we're talking about the ones from Starbucks, I think, where they've just, they've crafted this. And I I laugh when you say that the locals are like, well, it's dessert. It it absolutely is dessert. And yeah, but I mean, it's, it's something like when you get it, you know what you're, what you're getting. Now I, I mentioned being really close to Starbucks, but I very rarely actually even, go to that Starbucks. I did go there last weekend because, um, Oh, I know what it was. I was, I was going out running my errands on Saturday and I'd forgotten to bring coffee. So I'm like, I'll stop by and get one. And then See, it was, I would, I would forget on purpose. I'd just be like the whole point of so, going out is to buy a coffee. But here's the thing. I, I still have my accumulation of points of stars or whatever. So like that drink that I bought that trip to Starbucks gave me enough to go and get a free Starbucks. And then if I looked at my, cause I just scan through the app and everything, whenever I go. So then I, I essentially have everything set up to where I could get two drinks. But if you go to a Starbucks drive through once, you're like, Oh yeah, this is pretty cool. If you go two days in a row, you're like, well, this is kind of nice. And then you'll be back for that third day and you'll be just, it, it's, it's a very easy habit to get into um it's a slippery yeah. slope my friend it's yeah well and, and that's, that's exactly <laughs> how they define it 
I will like, it, but it's funny because for a while, so like Heather and I will do target dates where, wherever we are, we, we go to target. And, um, if you get there early enough, we'll get something from the Starbucks there, but I don't, I don't like to wait for coffee. So like if I'm, unless. See, I love the wait. You love the wait? Oh yeah. It builds anticipation. It's part of it. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's like the foreplay of the uh, taste buds. It's incredible. It's just that little bit of anticipation. And then that just deliciousness. I, I wait, I, are you are you still an iced coffee person or are you a hot coffee person as well now? So um, I was always, I was, I can drink iced coffee year round. However, I drink, I, I like hot coffee too. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a hot coffee drinker now. Okay. I like, I, like I, you know, it, it was a, a really warm day here today. I had an iced latte. It was great. Yeah. But for the most part now I'm a hot coffee drinker. And it's just that moment. It's almost like it just warms your soul. It drips down your throat and it warms your soul. It's just, I'm okay to wait a few minutes for that. So a, a few things. One, I said most of my coffee I drink at home and I have a mix of things here. I have just your standard medium roast, your standard dark roast. And that's like Kroger brand stuff. I'm fine with that. Yep. It actually is, is really good. And then I'll usually keep a seasonal flavor of something. And then I have a cake. My coffee machine has one of those single cup, K-cup things. So if I want the flavored coffees, that's typically what I buy. Um, unless it's gingerbread or pumpkin, I'll typically get a bag of those. Well, one bag, you know, at least one bag of those per year. But like the thing when you make those single cup things, there's not a lot of caffeine in them. So I find that I get tired. You need more. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I do like the cold brew concentrate stuff um, every so often. But like I don't. I, I started looking I don't at love it. Yeah. I, I mean, it really, really it really, I, I mean, at this point there's a, I, I do a, um, there's, there's a, a friend of mine that I meet with once a month and we'll meet at a coffee shop, but like half and half the time when I meet with him, I'll make, I'll just get a hot chocolate. He actually is the one that turned me on to that. Um, I don't go to coffee shops all that much. And I usually make my, uh, make my coffee at home. Now, the other thing, I, I said that I don't like to wait for my coffee, but it was it was kind of cold last weekend. It was a little rainy, and I could have done what you typically can do, which is there's a big parking lot at the Starbucks, which is not the case at a lot of them. Um, you can order, you can place your, mo your mobile order, you can park your car. If you park away from Starbucks, you get away from the Starbucks drive through traffic, walk in, get your drink, walk back out. It's very efficient. I did that the other day. I'm like, yeah, it's cold. I think I want to wait in the in the drive-through line. It was nice, so I just sat there for five minutes and <laughs> waited in the drive-through line. It was nice. So the the majority of my caffeine uh, comes courtesy of Michael. Uh, he is the uh, brewster that lives in my house ah, yes. and also in my bedroom. Yes, <laughs> and um, he has developed because I am a fan of a vanilla latte, and uh -huh. uh, he has developed. A home version, which I actually, for the most part, prefer to a cafe coffee. Yeah. So me, who was always like, I'll buy one coffee a day. I don't buy coffee most days, but if I do buy coffee, I generally buy coffee as a social thing. It's mm -hmm. meeting a friend for coffee. 
yeah. you know, and and I, I live in the cafe capital of Australia, so it's kind of like, oh, wait, you don't like this cafe? There's one two doors down and there's one two doors from there and there's one two doors. I'm, I'm not kidding. There are, say, we've got little strips of shops and there'll mm-hmm. be 15 shops and at least eight of them will be shops. Oh, that's funny. And they all do good business. And it's um, one of the local ones, uh, which is Michael's favourite, and I've got to be honest, I think the coffee's a little strong for me. He says, he, he'll always say, if you don't like it, go to, it, he'll recommend one, two doors down. Yes. He'll go, it's okay, you know, it, it's not for everyone. Try that one. I tried that one. That was where I tried the, the pumpkin spice latte, the two doors down. I was like, mm, I'll go back yeah. to the other one. There you go. Ask him to make it a bit weak. <laughs> I... I think the funny part is, is through the entire discussion that we've had, he's been your partner, your partner. But then we talk about his job title at home, which is barista. He's oh my yeah, barista. And I, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta say, I, I think one of my my favorite things now when I mean, because because you and I are busy, and mm-hmm. I'm I am absolutely trash at responding to social media messages. I'm gonna try to be a little bit better. But one of my favorite things when you and I go back and forth and message is his commentary in the background. He's hilarious. <laughs> He's so funny. He makes me laugh. Yeah. He really does. He um he really believes in me. And he's mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm I'm in a relationship with somebody that is smarter than me, which is really difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really difficult to admit. I've always been this smart. You know, I, I, you know, he will, he will attest to that. He will say that we are very smart in different ways. And that is true. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I like, sometimes I'll tell him something and he'll go, I'm not quite sure if that's right. He'll look it up and I'm like, really? And <laughs> occasionally I will put on Jeopardy just because I know I'm better at it than him. Oh, funny. That's funny. I just need that. Much. Yeah. But no, he's, um, he is an epic human being, my human mm. being. It's. It's a nice life. It's a nice life living life with him. Yeah. Um, well, and, and you, I mean, everything you've said, everything I've seen, um, you you look incredibly happy, which I am. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can tell the tone of your voice, um, you know, and, and that's kind of the uh, <clears throat> that's the interesting thing as we get back to doing this, the, the podcast is we used to talk about life. Well, our lives are completely different now. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, you and I even discuss like, what are we, what are the, you know, what are the parameters here? What are we, what are we able to talk about? What are we, what are we going to not? And we both asked, I I mean, you know, you had talked to him and I, I talked to Heather about what was appropriate to talk about. And, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, I, I, I think for anybody listening that is, Younger than what we are, which is in our forties, which is hilarious now. Ouch! I know, I know. But like, honestly, this is this is the best time of your life because you've you've had some experience. You now know. I don't. I don't care who you are, how intelligent you are, how much how much worldly experience you had when you were younger. You don't know who you are until you're at the no. very least, probably in your mid to late thirties, if not later. I, I would say anything before 35 is just uh, work experience. Yeah. <laughs> just, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but it is a thing. It, it's it's this thing of knowing, you know, I'm very aware of who I am now. I'm very aware of my faults and my flaws. And, um, you know, I, 
I, I do have this incredible relationship. And part of that is that we talk about things. Yes. I used to think that if you weren't arguing, that was a great relationship. But right. it's not. Right. <laughs> it's not. Um, because you bury things and then eventually you get resentful and then eventually everything comes out at once. With us, it's, you know, it's maybe an uncomfortable two hours. Yeah. And then it's done, you know, and then it's done. And then it doesn't come back. It doesn't come back. There is no, <laughs> there is no, well, last Thursday, you know, it's yeah. just done. You, you, We get it out in the open. It's, we have different opinions on things and, and we communicate very differently. Um, Michael is a very logical person and he yeah. is, um, I, I am very one side of the brain and he is very much the other side. And, and sometimes that means that, and, but we both always have really good intentions. And so sometimes that means it's not that we're not communicating. It's that we're not understanding what the other one is communicating to the other. <clears throat> and so Sometimes he'll say something and it will come out abrupt and I'll look at him and I'll go, did you mean that like that? And he's like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. okay, cool. But it's a question. Whereas before I would have just taken it on and taken it in and, and let it fester. Yeah. I don't, I don't let things fester anymore. I am. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a thing. I, I think realistically um, the last two and a half months, have been the hardest two and a half months of my entire life without, without anything bad. Like literally in, I had in one week, I had my mother's funeral, my father's anniversary of his passing. My divorce yeah. was official yeah. and I got noticed that we had to move house Yeah, all in one week. Yeah. And and I live in a different state away from my family and away from everybody else. I live in a house where nobody else is grieving my mum because they don't know her. They didn't know her. And um, and I have not been the best version of myself. I've been trying to process things. Oh, and I had a really, I, I had an injury. I don't even know whether I told you about this, but I, I had an injury where I moved my kneecap 10 centimetres out of place. Don't do that. How'd that happen? I went to sit on a spinny chair, spinny chair slipped and 40 happened, bud. Gotcha. <laughs> I went, yeah. the chair went that way. I went that way. And it's, it's painful. Like even now, I, you know, I, I spend most of my days walking with a walking stick at the moment. It's just rebuilding strength in that leg now, but all of these things happened all at once. Yeah. And I am so used to being on top of things and I'm so used to being in control of things. And I just, I also have bonus humans in my, in my house every second week. Yeah. So you have to be, uh, um, so we have one week on one week off. You have yeah. to be a grown up. You, you don't, you don't get to feel the bad things. Right. You, you know, you're not eight, you're not 10. You don't get to feel the bad things. <laughs> you, gotta, yeah. you know, and there was a conversation, Michael had had a conversation with them about, um, you know, Rach is going to be sad for a little while. And uh, and he thought that he'd address that. <laughs> and I was laying in my bed just in my feels and the youngest one came in crying and gave me a cuddle because he was sad that I was sad. <laughs> yeah. And I went, and I don't get to be sad anymore. <laughs> we'll just do this. Um, you know, it, it's been it's been horrendous. Like he's had to shoulder 
he, he's very good at all the practical stuff and I intend to handle all the emotional stuff generally. Yeah. And I've been ill-equipped to do that. I just trying to find my way really. And, and it sort of had, you know, it, it led to a moment the about a week ago where we had this very in-depth conversation and where we both recognised our shortcomings and we both recognised the frustration that we were both bringing to the situation. Mm-hmm. And um, boom, it, it was like it, it just everything, I don't want to say everything's rosy, but everything's pretty great now. And um, and it's so funny. It's like I, um, I saw a lot of old friends at, at my mum's funeral and a lot of family friends and people that haven't necessarily seen me in the last 10 or 15 years. And um, my friend who was my best friend when, when we were little, like she was my best friend in sort of what you guys would call elementary school. Yeah. <clears throat> she was there and she looked at me and um, she said, I know that you're hurting and I know that this is horrible, but I've never seen you happier. She's like, I can tell in every other part of you, you're really yeah. happy. Yeah. And I looked at her and I went, I am, I am. And uh, an old work colleague who was a really good friend of mine, I hadn't seen for years either. She she came, she, she came to the funeral. I was so surprised by that. She came to the funeral, she came to the wake. And she said to me, I've never seen you like this. <laughs> and I just said to her, it just all works. Michael works, Melbourne works that the life that I have, it, it works. Yeah. yeah. Um, so two things, one, tying back to what we originally started, what started all this, I think, yeah, you figured you've found out who you are. You're in a relationship yeah. as a mature, adult, adult. As, yeah. as a mature adult. And yeah. that has nothing to do with, you know, chronological age, that is, as you said, figuring out who you are, figuring out your part in, in the bullshit, the bullshit of the past, the, the, the stuff that goes on in present day. And that, you know, <clears throat> how there's two things when you're communicating and communicating is hard. And what I, what I think happens is people don't say what they want or they need because of the fear of conflict, because Many people go through life, just as you said, if we're not fighting, things are good. But the problem is, is you get into that routine of, of not saying 100% what you want. You go like 75, 80% of the way, because if you go that other, that last 20%, that's going to be the stuff that's going to start a, a fight. But the thing that I've found, because Heather and I do really work to say exactly what it is we want, say exactly what it is we need, even when we know it's going to cause, um, cause a, a argument, conflict, whatever. Yeah. Once you, once you're in a relationship like that, you don't fear those conversations and you get comfortable saying exactly what it is, what you want, what you need. And you're not worried about winning the argument. Like that's one thing I think, whether we're talking and, our romantic relationships or whether you're talking with friends or, or colleagues or whoever, there, there's no winning, like keeping score of like, Oh, I won this. I showed you no, because all you're going to do, it's another thing that, that builds resentment. Um, 
and and the other thing is I just you know you you mentioned all the loss and I'm I'm aware of how of how how quickly life moves and you know not every situation like not everything in in my life is is in the exact place that I would like it to be but a lot of things are I'm I'm also the happiest that I've ever been and I what it really took was getting to the bottom of thoughts and feelings and saying you know what I'm not going to I'm not going to focus on this aspect that's really tough that's frustrating or whatever I really am going to look at what's going well in my life I mean I get to see my parents as they as they are aging and and they are and you know with our that is such a privilege it 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 really is and it's it's fun to just kind of watch them do what they do and in fact um it's my mom's birthday on monday so this weekend um heather and i are taking her to see pink uh, a couple hours away from where we are which is going to be such a great yeah. concept i've yeah, seen yeah, yeah. her line. she's amazing yeah. So we're uh, so we're really excited about that, um, but it's you know, and and I I feel like in life, the the life that I'm living is on my own terms and living in a way that when I look back, I'm not going to regret because that, that's that's the thing that scares me about life is I think we go through and we do things and we do things. And I think so many people are not living in accordance to who they are one, because they may not even know who they are. And then they're going to get to towards, you know, their later years and they're going to look back and they're going to have regret and they're going to be bitter. And they're going to be at the point where like, they really have wasted time. And I just, yeah. I've, I've been scared of that for a while. Um, or like, like for that was always kind of my, my, my biggest fear over the last probably handful of years. And I'm looking back, I'm looking at things now and I'm like, this is exactly how I, I want to be living. Like, this is me choosing how to live. I I think, I think what's funny is that, sorry. Uh, I think what's funny is that you said at the beginning that you weren't brave, you weren't Australia brave, but everything you're talking about is, is being brave. Yeah. Um, it is so much easier to live our lives. You know, it is, so much easier to live a life of mediocrity. It is. It is. It's, you know, and, and some people will do that. If for some people that gives them absolute happiness and that's amazing. I, Does it though? I know, you know, I know a lot of people that are in relationships where they aren't happy. Yeah. They haven't been happy for a long time. Yeah. Um, and they're too scared. And yeah. I get it. People yeah. have people have things to lose, or they view it as they have things to lose. I I think we put a lot of pressure on on you know on on certain things. We put a lot of pressure on marriage, and we put a lot of pressure on the fact that you know I, the average age of somebody getting married in Australia, I think, is twenty seven. How who the hell knows at twenty seven who they really want to be, let alone who they want to spend their life with? Yeah. Right. You know, and for some people it works. For some people, it's incredible. Incredible. Some people really do spend their whole lives together and they're happy. For the most part, they're happy. But for some people, they they don't. And I, and I feel like we we need to stop punishing ourselves for recognizing that we might be different people. 
you know, that the experiences that we go through and the things that we go through shape us and they change us. And that's not always a bad thing. You know, um, I am one of those weirdos that is divorced but gets on exceptionally well with my ex-husband. Um, I still, you know, take care of him a bit. Yeah, no, I'll get I, better at that. I'll get better yeah. at that. But there is there is such a thing as being incredibly happy for someone else, and and we both are like we. If there is this mutual respect and this mutual understanding, and and I get that it's not normal. I get that most people don't have that, but right. I also think that a lot of people get to a point where they hate the person that they're married to before they get divorced. I never got to that point. I right. could never hate him. There right. are things that happened, but they happened. You know, we, I'm, it does mean nothing to hold on to it. You know? That, so so that's definitely true. And that is something where, where people hear that, their instant thought would be easy for you to say. And then there's a cascade of thoughts as to like a list of things. Because yeah. like you said, people, people will hate the person while they're still married to them. And they've got this list of justifications. Um, you I did. Get, yeah, well, yeah. I, well, I, mean, I never hate. I never hated him, but I had justifications. But you had your, you had your. Yeah, I mean, you you had your list because again, and see, this is <laughs> this is when we're talking about any and whether this is a relationship or whether this is any type of connection you have with anybody. You got a cascading list of things in your head as to why you're justified in whatever your action is. And I think one of the biggest things in maturity, and, and you don't have to voice this to the world, but you have to know when it's just you and your own thoughts, where did you mess up? What, what is, what is your role in it? Because um, there's very few always and nevers. I am very much aware. And you given the, the profession that you're in, there's a lot, there's abusive situations. There's 100%. things that should have never happened, but there's always, I think, things that I, I think taking ownership and responsibility is very empowering. When you say, hey, I, I should not have allowed this to happen. I should not have done this. I have some responsibility for getting out of it. I think that's you taking ownership for your life. Yeah. Um, I also, I, I think you're, you know, the average, so when you talk about people, that um, are married their entire lives. I think you have probably, and there's context in between on this, so people are going to fall in the middle somewhere. I think you have people that really, truly, as they figure out who they are, they grow together. And I think that's hundred percent. If you go through life, if you go through the ups and downs, and it brings you closer, then you've got a rock solid relationship. You're very clear on things, and you figure out how to communicate. But I think, again, it's very easy, especially now, to go through life avoiding the conflict, avoiding the conversations, humming along, maybe posting some bullshit on social media about how happy you are, but really, like, you don't. You, you don't even talk to each other and, you know. Or like, doing it, my favorite, which is the opposite, which is that completely vague, nobody loves me, everybody hates me, you know, like, quote from Oscar Wilde. <laughs> something and you just go for starters he's not reading your instagram <laughs> he's not he's not reading the quote he's yeah. looking at looking at the photos of you going damn she looks good or 
why is she dressed like that? Or what's going on there? So but we, he's, not, he's not reading your random Oscar Wilde quote, realizing so, that it's aimed at him. So are we are we talking are we talking about the the person she's actually with, or are we talking about all the dudes in the comments? They're going to be like, "You're beautiful. Oh my god, you're so deep." I think I think I I, I look. I I was in a situation at one stage where my very very private laundry was aired very very publicly, and okay. I. I just do not do that now. I didn't, you know, if someone pisses me off, either I swallow it or I confront it. <laughs> You're not getting a vague status update going, you hurt my feelings because that person doesn't even know if it's them. You know what I mean? Well, and, and I think there's there's aspects of there's aspects of life that don't need to be shared. Because what, you're, what you're also gonna find out in social media, especially with, with social media, like if you haven't figured out that we, that this generate like social media on the micro, we're all micro influencers. We're all micro entertainers. And again, we're talking about people that aren't really happy in their own life, but man, they love to see the destruction of somebody else's life. They love to it's, have thoughts on what yeah. might be happening. It's right? like the real housewives of the real life that you're living. Yeah. yeah you know, it, there are the obvious signs of like when all of a sudden someone stops posting about somebody or, or something. And then there are those that go through it quietly and dignified where my marriage had been over for two years and there were people that did not. Right, right. They're like, oh, my God, you're living in Melbourne? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and and I'm cool with that. I you know, I, I don't need people to know my business. The people that need to yeah. know my business or that I want to know my business know it. And I just, yeah, I, I you know, I'm horrendously bad at sharing anything. I literally shared a photo of a giraffe yesterday on Instagram that I took six weeks ago. And I only said, you know, I and I and I did it because I had gotten quite a few messages from people because I had been extendedly quiet after my mom yeah. had passed away. Yeah. And and it and I basically did it just to say, here I am, I'm okay, stop messaging me. Which, <laughs> which is fine. Um yeah. you don't have to so I, I think I I actually like being very selective about what I share about my life and when. Yeah. So even if you know the work I do, even if you know that I'm in a relationship, you don't know what's going on because even though I will, you know, we document things in real time. I've got a ton of photos. I have a lot of photos that have actually yeah. just printed out and I have it in an album that I'll just, I'll look at, but you don't know what's going on because we don't post, I don't post things in real time. I do that where we'll do something and months later, I might just randomly decide, like if you have one of those share yours on Instagram, like I'll put a picture of us up. I think um, Michael and I have been living together for over six months before we updated our relationship status on Facebook. It was just one of those things of like, and I don't, and, and honestly, we only did it because we were both really drunk and we thought it was a funny thing to do. <laughs> like, that was that was the whole thing. I was like, oh my God, we should totally go Facebook official. And he's like, oh my God, we totally should. Yeah, there you go. Very so drunk. And we like, 
<laughs> Neither oh, of us used his Facebook. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you know, it's there. It's it's yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those things. I um and it's funny, it, you you question the sincerity level because there are people that are out for as much information as they possibly can get. And oh, yeah. I am horrendous to people like that. I'm so polite, but I'm so not giving you any information about my life. 100 percent Um but what I did really appreciate was um, I had been, I, I quite like TikTok in the sense that what I'm putting out is not personal in any way. Right. Right. It's, it's my personal opinions on things. Right. But it's not nothing about my personal life, really. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had people reach out on TikTok that sent me messages after I'd sort of been quiet for about a month. And that was just more, I'm missing your content, but I'm also checking that you're okay because I know that some big stuff was going on. Right. And that I'm okay with. They're not asking for information. They're just saying, hey, this was something I used to watch every day and I'm just sort of checking, are you okay? Yeah. And, and I, you know, and I responded with, oh, you know, like, look, at it's, it's, been, <laughs> it's been two of the hardest months. We're, we're moving forward. Yeah. And, and that's sort of how it goes. And... I don't know. It's it's one of those things. It's um what does John Green say? That's the uh that's the problem with pain, it demands to be felt. I don't know who John Green is. He's an author. He writes, you know, he 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 writes really good books. He's also really good on TikTok. Good. <laughs> A lot of his books have been made into movies, so <laughs> I like that. So like, as you know, I, I have my things that I talk about, um, that I talk about on social media, which are also the things that I build out of my own platforms. And I stay in my lane a lot, which, <clears throat> but, but I like when you bring up something that I don't know or someone I don't know. And I'm just like, Oh, cool. Who's that? <laughs> like, <laughs> So, um, so there's John Green and Hank Green and um, they're brothers. Okay. And they're both quite famous, but I didn't know who Hank Green was until I started dating Michael. Okay. <laughs> John Green, American author and YouTuber. I do feel like I've seen this guy before. Yeah. You, oh, I've you seen would have. Before, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I cool. feel really awful saying this. One of them, I can't remember which one. I think Hank just had cancer and they're sort of both in business together. Or maybe John had cancer. Oh gosh, that's awful. I can't remember which one. One of them did. Okay. I think it's probably going to be Hank. Let's see. I'm going to, I can fact check. Apparently this is what I, what I do now on our podcast. I'm also, I'm not going to be the fact checker because yeah. Um, okay. Yes. <laughs> it was, it was Hank. Yes. So yes. Okay. Um, so we, we do have, we, we have that bit of, of information. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's so it, meaningful. It, I'm so glad we have it in there. Well, but no, I mean, look, you, you, here's, here's the thing. I mean, if you, one, again, when we think of social media and we think of all the online technologies, and when I look at, at these two brothers and you see all the things that they're doing, all the things that you're able to do, 
just by having these these platforms and and being able to share your opinions and thoughts um i think it's it's wonderful i also if you look at what i what i share on social media it's not what's like it's it's not what's going on in my life either i mean a lot of times you know because i talk about <clears throat> i'm in the health and fitness space but i'm more interested about how the person feels about themselves while they're going through the eating and the exercise plan versus what their body does. Because if you, if you fix what's going on underneath, um, that exterior stuff, will get to where it wants to be. Um, and then the other part, I mean, I, I've, we talked about it on this podcast a few times, but um, men's mental health and suicide awareness that, that the statistics are what they are. And just, it, it all boils down to men not feeling adequate, men not being able to properly acknowledge that they have emotions and express them. Um, you know, th these are things that I'm, i I'm very thoughtful about. Um, and a lot of what I post ties back to how someone views themselves. But because I post, if I post something about, um, you know, somebody feeling some kind of way, that's that's not necessarily about, you know, a, a friendship or a relationship or whatever. That's not what's going on in my life. That's that I've seen some stuff on social media and I used whatever I saw as inspiration to put something in, un, into one of my core messages and put it out. And sometimes that stuff resonates with people. Um and, you know, I just, it's, it's very, it's interesting how all this thing, all this stuff works because so much of my life has come through social media. So much of the good stuff you and I met through all of this. Um, true, true, my friend. As a matter of fact, the person that you and I met through uh, came up because uh, their number is still on my phone. So I saw a TikTok that they posted and it was this person falling off of a bike. It was funny. Um, but so, so, but, but, you know, there was, um, yeah, that, that's how so many people have gotten connected and yeah. I've been able to take all this stuff and I, and I showed you, like, I'm organizing all this and building it out when we talk about figuring out who you are as a person and, um, really moving forward with your life. I'm putting that together in a way where it's digestible for people to take in bite-sized elements and really help themselves. Um, you know, and I'm doing it in a real practical way. I never claim that my way is the way of doing it. I'm just showing you how I'm doing it. And I hope that the stuff I put out is, is coming across in a way that people find it helpful. So you just made me think of the Mandalorian. This is the way. It's true. <laughs> oh, it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> Do you know what I love? I've missed our, I've missed our arts. I love that we started talking about coffee. We talked about Melbourne. We talked about relationships. We talked about my mom dying. We talked about social media content. Yeah. <laughs> talked about all of it. Well, I had a conversation with Michael. He's like, what are you going to talk about? And I'm like, I don't know. 
you never know. It's just it, it's just where it goes. I like that you are so. Um, I love that you're so passionate about men's mental health. I I sort of thought for a while there that I had become immune to being passionate about things because I have spent an entire yeah. career being passionate about things. And um, <laughs> Michael and I were having a conversation the other day and I giggled because we were having a conversation in the bath. <laughs> but we were having, this is the conversation that we were having in the bath. Yeah. Um, we were talking about... Uh, violence against women in Australia. Yeah. And about how um there have been more women killed by a domestic partner this year than there have been weeks in the year. Yeah. And how I had read something that said 56 women have been killed by their partner this year. And if it was 56 men, we would be doing something about it. Um and I and I was sort of talking, you know, I was on my soapbox about this for like two minutes, not an actual soapbox, but just, you know, Sure. A metaphorical one. And, You're in the um, club. You might have actually been on show. <laughs> that's why I said it. Yeah. And um, I, I was, I was on my soapbox about this for about two minutes, and he just looked at me and he went, "Is there a reason why you're not working in that area?" Because he goes, "Every time we talk about violence against women, every time we talk about, you know." women being killed at the hands of their partners or women, you know, he goes, you just, he goes, you just fire up. It's amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> I've worked with perpetrators, but not, but not with the victims. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is one of those things. I, I like that we have these things that we are very, very interested in and, and things that we want want to promote. I mean, at the moment, um, I'm just, you know, I'm just sort of starting to get back into it. I've just in the last week uh, on TikTok just sort of gotten back into it. Yeah. And what I'm trying to do is what I used to do was I used to film one a day. And yeah. um, some days I would film three or four, but most days I would film one a day. And I can't do that at the moment. Uh, at the moment I am willing to accept that, uh, whoever said there are five stages of grief is full of it because <laughs> the uh, this the stages are interchangeable. I, I've been really angry. Yes. I've been angry about so many things. I've been angry about the fact that I will remember these amazing things that my mom did when I was really young and then yeah. only remember the fact that she commented on my body every time I saw her for the last 15 years. Well. You know, and and and, but no, I'm angry at I'm I'm angry at her for for saying those things, and I'm angry at myself for not speaking up for myself in those things. You know, and 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 then I'd be angry. I'm just like you know, and I will yeah. get these bouts of anger that just come out of nowhere. Yeah. And so what I've taken to doing is I will record five or six TikToks when I know I'm good to record. That makes sense. So I've put out I've put out content every day for the sort of the last week. But I've only recorded two days, and and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with yeah. that, and it's um, you know, and I also picked a topic. Um, <laughs> like, this is the month that I'm watching the worst movies ever made. Oh god! So I kind of yo, it's it's kind of fun though. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I literally reviewed a movie today. Um, that I haven't published yet, but it just left me speechless. I didn't know that a movie could be that bad. Yeah. So 
Um, and I've just gotten back into the Star Trek stuff, which is what I'm really loving that, really yeah. loving it. And yeah. um, that's quite surprising. But it's, yeah, it's, it is funny. It is funny the things that, the things that fill a passion within us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I think the, I, I, I like that you're getting back into doing content. Mm. Um, I think you could, when, when, when it's mentioned to you, Hey there, we had a brief interruption in the internet connection. So this podcast is actually in two parts. And then we weren't sure if the first part, what you just heard was going to be, uh, available. So we recorded as if we were wrapping both wrapping up the conversation that you just heard. Um, and also if that wasn't available, doing a teaser for next week's weekly episode. So that's, uh, that's what you're about to hear. So let's get into it. Shall we? We shall. And we're back or maybe we're here for the first time. We really don't know. Let's hope we did just lose an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so uh for you guys to, to we're uh, rach and i are recording our weekly podcast again we have figured out how to do this with our schedules and this m- is either coming out as the the last few minutes of our first episode which is what we really hope for or if the audio recording internet connection that i have completely shit the bed this is an intro and teaser for the episode we'll be doing next week <laughs> The definition of ironic is that that is actually the first curse of the whole. Um, I know, right? Whole podcast. I know, and if it's a teaser, it means that you you swore in the teaser. I had to, I had to keep the <laughs> I had to keep the streak alive. <laughs> and uh, well, it's I, usually I just, me. I just uh, you know I've been remarkably oh, yeah. Yeah, you know you have had remarkable no f bombs tonight. It's still an F-bombless show. So um, I also would like to say shout out to Louise, even though I know you're not listening. Um, and if this is a full podcast episode, or even if it's just the preview, you're, you're getting mentioned towards the end of the episode. So you're welcome. Um, yeah. So um, she may listen to it. She's, she's, she's got a, uh, gosh, she must be three months old now. Nearly three months old now. Yeah. Yeah. He's cute. <laughs> she makes cute kids. <laughs> she calls him her little bestie. She's, and, and she was always known as like little Louise. She, she yeah, she is. She's tiny. So. Now she's, yeah. <laughs> well, and she's like, she's, she's quite a bit younger than we are, right? You know what? I, I always forget that, but yeah. Yeah, I think she's like 10 years younger. Just yeah. a little bit younger. Yeah. Um but yeah, so yeah. And I and I will make a quick shout out to uh you know our longtime listener Neil if he's listening because he and I will talk about wrestling every so often and he's really big on this guy LA Knight who's taking the thing over. And the guy's catchphrase is at the end of everything he says, he says, Yeah. So Neil, if you're listening, yeah. And uh, at the wrestling pay-per-view, the guy did did uh, did super well so um 
but no, I mean, you, uh, it's, it's, I'm glad that we're doing this. And you said at the very beginning, you're like, I, I, I'm a little nervous because it's, it's been a while. And when I think back at the fact that we used to do these weekly, um, it's, it's crazy that we were able to be as consistent as we were. Um, but I'm excited that we're doing them and I'm glad that we found a time that, that works. Cause that, that's been the most challenging part since our I life. Think I I, I think, yeah, I mean, that is de definitely a, ch a challenging part. Convincing kids that they actually have to go to bed on time so that I can podcast is, uh, yeah, you know, is fun. And and about three minutes before I dialed in, I'm going, okay, quieten down. Quieten It is 45 minutes after bedtime. Go to sleep. <laughs> That's about, yeah. <laughs> That's about right. Um, I think I was nervous. I, I mean, 100% I was nervous. That went away the minute we started talking. But I was nervous because I haven't really been able to. I, I was worried that we would talk about things that I haven't really been able to talk about. And I haven't really talked about my mom. Right. Um, and I'll just have these random things. Like my mom was really into Christmas. And I was in Aldi the other day. And they put out all their Christmas decorations. And, and I had a moment. Like I, I cried for three minutes in the middle of Aldi. Yeah. Michael looked at me and he's just like, okay, this is what we're doing. You know, and it, and it happens without me knowing. There, there is no warning. Yeah. And that's why I was I was really nervous because I didn't want that to happen our first week back. Um, and it didn't. So, you know, that's good. We talked about coffee and we were great. We so <laughs> Well, and, and you, you brought up your mom in the conversation when it – Yeah made sense for you to do it yeah uh, you know we had because we we had recorded a podcast episode a couple months ago now um it's funny because i feel like time goes by really fast like it feels like we, we, just we recorded yeah we recorded the week before she died and then then yes she passed and then it was like well we're gonna get back to the podcast whenever you know because in our podcast we talk about life we talk about thoughts yeah. and opinions and a lot of stuff in real time. And yeah. it's really hard to do that when you're, when you're going through the grief process, which that you mentioned is ongoing, you go from, you know, back and forth between stages. Yeah. So I'm, um, you know, you, and you had mentioned to me, you're like, when are we going to podcast again? And I was like, yeah. yes, we can, we can do it now. Yeah. Like now we can, yeah. we can attempt to do it. But yeah. If I had tried a month ago, I wouldn't have been ready. Um, I tried to do TikToks a month ago and it just didn't, it didn't work. My heart wasn't in it. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I was moving house. By the way, I live in the most amazing house, Daryl, and you should come there and you visit. Go. There you go. You should come and visit. I will, uh, I'll send you some videos. I live in the forest. You live in the like, forest, like, do you? Oh yeah. Yeah. With yeah. the six foot spiders, do you? <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's a yes. No, yeah. I haven't seen a spider yet. It's because they, they. I mean, I've seen, you know, I've seen a lot of birds. Yeah. Um, Sharon's exact response when I sent Sharon a video from my back porch, she just went, "I so cannot wait to sit out there and get drunk with you. That's amazing. You're living our cottage core fantasies." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I I will mention it to Heather and the fact that you guys have the Starbucks anywhere mugs. Might be a good selling point, but if she's like, wait a minute, I know there's killer things everywhere. We'll, we'll have to say. And I'll need some convincing. Cold for the killer things, she'll be fine. There you go. 
<laughs> I, need, I need just as much convincing, but but no, I mean Nick and Michelle say the same thing. Well, we'll give you hazmat suits when you go to visit them because there is killer stuff up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> He's gonna kill me for saying that, but you know, yeah, he's, he'll be he'll he'll he's probably photographed the entire thing. They probably <laughs> they, they probably have date nights with with killer spiders. It's fine. I mean, he, he you know I mean he is an awesome human being, but that awesome human being. Went to Starbucks twice today. <laughs> I felt the need, felt the need to yeah. send me yeah. photos to brag about it. What the? What is that about? Not cool. Not cool, my friend. Not cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I will think wrap that's up. A good for, note to end on. <laughs> yeah, that is a good note. To, so we will wrap up for this week. Um, do we have a question? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I should have a question. Yes. I want to know what's your Starbucks order. You want to know the Starbucks order? Fair enough. Mm -hmm. That's a good question to end on. Yeah, because so, I was, I, I, you know, I have to admit, I was mocking Nick because he's like got five pumps of sugar-free vanilla, and I was just like, dude, five pumps, really? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my gosh yeah let me so what i will do is i will actually go ahead because I, I do not want to forget the question mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to ask do starbucks order i will i'm, I'm learning because now i have whereas when we used to podcast you know me i didn't really have processes for things i would just would like do everything as it comes shoot from the hip and now i'm just like now i gotta have things organized and i gotta have a, a process for doing it. So I want to make sure that I get our question. And just like with our, our link for the show, I didn't have a real uh, system for doing that, but now I do. Cause you've already got the link and next week's calendar invite to, uh, to hop on. So um, very exciting. yes, but Starbucks order. So we'll go ahead and we'll put that Starbucks in. Are you asking? Or are you just saying? You're asking me what my Starbucks order is? You know what? I'm, I'm asking you. What's your Starbucks <laughs> order? So my, my standard one is is an iced coffee with um, half and half and, and three pumps of the uh, classic syrup. It's it's very simple and straightforward. Or whatever the seasonal menu uh, speaks to me at, at that particular time. What's your I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan of the seasonal menu. I will admit. Uh, in general, I am a vanilla latte kind of girl, but I tend to shake it up a little bit at Starbucks, and I'm also a fan of a caramel macchiato. Ooh, there you go. Mm. Hot has to be hot. <laughs> I like it. So we will. I uh, think you know, there's there's a feature now on Spotify where you can actually ask a question and take responses. Through there so that'll be the question what is your starbucks order we'll also talk about it on social media you guys are hearing this on saturday we record on friday so um i'm glad we're back to doing this and i'm, I'm glad that i'm glad that you're ready to do it um and I'm, I'm i'm glad how we this first episode was handled regardless of if you guys are hearing it or not it, it was it was yeah it was you just got the teaser we were great you missed out we were fabulous yeah <laughs> The teaser is still like 10 minutes long, so 10 or 12 minutes long, so we're good. <laughs> Teasers were supposed to be a minute. We don't do that. We're 12X. Boom. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Boom. So with drop. That, yeah. With that, we will wrap up here. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. 
and I will talk to you again next week. Take care, my friend.